0: Can you hear me? Yep. Okay. Hello again, officially or unofficially. I don't know. That was a strange 30 seconds.
1: That's all right.
0: How was your morning, Kelly?
1: Um, it's been okay. I'm really tired.
0: But, yeah. Like sleep tired, body tired?
1: All of it tired. <laughs> all of it tired.
0: And where did... This is the best start, the best start you could have picked, because I'm a little stressed, maybe. Okay. And then tired and stressed are not feelings conventionally conventionally associated with someone who knows anything.
1: Yeah.
0: It's like some kind of like, oh, you're dumb, you get tired too. But actually, it's like, oh, I don't know, it's interesting. Yeah. Like... Yeah, how do you think that ties, in, like, where does tiredness fit in with the moments where you feel like you're communicating with extra physical beings, like, how does it, is it just part of the whole spectrum of things, or, I don't know.
1: I, I would think so, I mean, that's how I feel it anyway, I mean, it's part of being in a human body. Um, in energy in, energy out and if those aren't balanced you know at some point you get tired (laughs) that's just the flow of things um but the connotations in our mainstream culture you know a lot of times if if you admit you're tired you must be doing something wrong yeah you must not be positive (laughs) that's not positive you're tired, <laughs> you know. You're you're wore out. You're done. Oh, that's negative. <laughs> so, yeah.
0: No, I I agree completely. I'm gonna switch my mic for a second. Let me know how it sounds. Okay. It not much different now. A
1: little garbly, but it's fine.
0: I'm gonna switch from the garb. We don't need that. Okay, back to not garbling sorry um clear uh so when you it's it's funny that you said being in a human body related to that yesterday or a day before someone talked to me about enlightenment suddenly such a loaded word but they were like yeah that's how people reach enlightenment right and i was like no that's i was like that's not a thing and they're like oh so then why do all the like things talk about it i said they don't actually talk about it like there is no actual it's very from my understanding and of course my understanding is limited but i feel like once you ventured into this space and you venture all the way in you understand that enlightenment just means knowing that you'll never know everything or like it's like knowing that this state is the is the state we're in right now so it's like people do believe there's a knowledge point or a yoga point or a meditation point where they're going to literally transcend their body's limitations, which is very scary because I also thought that at one point. And I don't know. It's interesting to think about that. Like now when I teach anything, I have to like remind someone like, Hey, there are clear limitations here. Like there are very firm and, mathematical limitations that then if you're taken outside of them that's special like if you experience something outside of math and physics and your own health then that's something magical like if you're flying and you have no wings or if you're breathing underwater and your lungs are fine you like that type of stuff I don't know Mm -hmm. I don't know what I'm getting at but it just seems like there's a now and whatever the thing is that we do you teach yoga and movement and how to be alive to some people and yourself also. It seems like in that field, there's a lot of, uh, there's an actual attempt at trans ascension or transcension of self, like beyond like going to some level that is actually beyond a human. Like it's maybe for our next life or maybe for another being, but not really for us flesh things, people.
1: Well, I think it depends upon the practitioner, you know, most people who come to my yoga class are just wanting some exercise,
0: you know. um, Do do you think they're just like, what kind of exercise? Like weight loss exercise or activity? um,
1: I think it evolves, you know, um, as I experience, like now I have some people who come very regularly to class and I think as they learn their body, it evolves. I think most people here in the West, because when they think of yoga, they think of postures. And yoga is far more than postures. You can do yoga without ever doing a physical posture you know, or an asana. Um, but here, and I'd say the world over at large at this point, um, has come to think of yoga as a form of exercise, like you would Pilates or CrossFit, you know, Um, which I believe that those things can also be yoga. You know, my weightlifting is yoga for me. Um, But again, I think they approach it like they would any other form of exercise to, to gain health. Um, whether it be weight loss or strength building or flexibility or, you know, what have you, you know, they start out that way, you know, um, more commonly, I think. But coming back to that idea that we're doing yoga for some sort of transcendence, you know, I think that's that's the more rare reason that people start these days. I think, you know, even I started for health reasons. And I think sometimes when you start, the reason that you continue to do it evolves as you come into a deeper understanding of what is actually happening. You know, um, one of the things that I would ask someone who approached me like you did, oh, well, eventually I'm going to transcend this body or I'm going to become enlightened on earth or I'm going to reach nirvana or whatever, you know, I'm going to ask, do you really want to? (laughs) Is that really what you want to do? Because do you understand what that means? Yeah, do that. You are going to be dysfunctional as a human being. You're not going to be like, you're going to need a lot of support if you stay within a human body and you do that.
0: And I think the way you said it is really important by saying support because it's like people don't, so now you're saying it's achievable, but that it requires an actual support mechanism around you because you would not be able, you wouldn't be functioning as a consumer economy driven human. If you reach this state of consciousness while you're still here and you have to somehow sustain the, the like health of the body and the vitality of the body it's it's we so do you think do you think that's what some of the because that's basically essentially a monk is or even a nun or someone who gives their life up in pursuit of spiritual practice they end up seeming to reach a different place but then they do have so much support that they don't have to really like Cook meals, or if they do, they don't have to buy the groceries. They don't have to wonder where they're going to sleep. So then, with all these things, they're able to get to a different level of spiritual understanding. But then, when you put them in a social situation, they sometimes struggle, or lack, or even have like negative reactions to it. Mm-hmm. So I, so I think it's good for people to know that they can do it. Like if someone has a magical support system, and they want to go down this road, it, they can. But then for the person who's less privileged in that support, it's important to know that you don't have to transcend the body and you can still have a good experience.
1: Yeah, you can learn to utilize your fullest capacities within the body. You know, so like um, you'll hear when people are talking about, and my understanding also is limited, you know, because what I've learned, you know, I've never had a guru so to speak i've never had thank um, god (laughs) yeah well some some would say that's detrimental um others would say thank god (laughs) but uh so and and i've never had like um a teacher teach me directly that is from the culture that yoga was traditionally brought about from okay um however i've come to a a different sort of belief about yoga and what it is than maybe that that timeline story
0: yes it's um, very creepy honestly like I'm not trying to like intervene but your um your depth of like it's almost like It's the same feeling I get sometimes when I talk to like a person who's working a very normal job and they're Hindu and they're from India and they mention that they do yoga and meditate, but they say it so casually. And then when I see the practice, I'm like, oh no, something else is going on here. What's happening? Like, I feel the whole room is weird. I'm like, oh no, like something said the walls are breaking down, but it's like the same way you can tell. Like some, it's funny you say you didn't have a teacher. It's, it's kind of like the da, da Vinci, I think, didn't like paint that much or something or whoever it was, maybe it was Michelangelo. No, it's probably Da Vinci. And then he goes into the forest for a while and no one knows where he went for like three years. And then he comes back and he's like this master. So I was think just thinking, it was da Vinci. Yeah. yeah, it's not, I, but It was some guy, so it doesn't even matter because all the stories are about a guy. So we'll say in your case, it seems like something happened along the way of you practicing. And maybe you did have teachers who we can't really see or some, some transference of information occurred because you're outputting information on your Instagram and your book and other through other means that seems like someone taught you something
1: well yeah i mean there so you hear no idea is new under the sun right we're just recycling re-perspecting perspectivizing that's not even a word but that's that's
0: fine yes
1: um repurposing you know the ideas that are here um so yes you know i definitely had teachers um all sorts of teachers i think we all do um but the difference between and what I was getting at too before it comes back to that like the difference between someone going into a monastery or a nunnery or whatever, or becoming an aesthetic, um, aesthetic practitioner, and the difference between someone who has to go to work, has to pay the bills, has to raise kids, you know. So, um, when when you're looking at the traditional timeline of yoga you'll hear people refer to that as homesteader yoga like yoga that householder
0: my mind is breaking what
1: so there's a difference apparently between yoga for people who are householders and yoga for people who are ascetics um the way that you practice, you know, the way that you approach the whole practice. You know, one is taking you out of mainstream experience. The other one is developing you within that experience so that all of it is your teacher. All of that experience is your teacher. Um, So I had a spiritual practice before, you know, I started doing yoga. I feel I was born with a spiritual practice. I don't really recall ever not having that kind of really personal relationship with source, with the all, you know. Um, and what I realized, you know, I started practicing yoga from a Jane Fonda VHS tape. Okay, so she's the uh, exercise queen.
0: Yes, I'm aware because my mother and other many women around me growing up, there were too many. Why did was she an actress too? Mm-hmm
1: she was yeah okay. and the daughter of one
0: so wait who's whose mother whose child was she
1: um harry fonda maybe um
0: i felt like saying michael fonda for no reason i don't think because so. it sounds See, cool now i'm
1: wanting to pull out my google machine but Let's... we don't need to do that but i think it was harry something like that
0: okay now i know but yeah so and that's interesting because again, yoga came about through like, like all the people who came here from India and we can even just like name like, like Nanda who started all the Kriya yoga centers or there's like, there's the Isha yoga people here now. There's so many different kinds of pe- like yoga practices, but it's interesting that you started with a very, a very successful mainstream human being who is bringing the teaching to you. But continue, please, sorry.
1: Yeah, so when I did that BHS, one of the, the reasons that I kept doing it was because it moved, it cued me to move my body in ways that I had not experienced before. And when I did so, I experienced the movement of energy in my body in a different way. And I'm like, wow, there's something to this. I think it's sustainable. I think it's something that I can work with. Um, because I was looking for it to help me with my health, and uh, it was when I was starting um, to be very sick, and so over time, as years went on, and I kept with the practice, and I uh, mostly practiced, you know, using um, videos, DVDs, and uh, videos, and then also some books, but I like to be out of my head when I practice, so I like hearing the cues you know, of it, someone. And so as I started learning and watching these teachers on the videos and things, I started putting together what I was feeling with in my body with the spiritual practice that I already had. And a lot of these exercise DVDs, they don't go a lot into the philosophy, but I started realizing that there was one and that it matched with things that I was already doing and that the movement that I was doing in my body felt like a prayer felt like a ritual that used my entire body and so I started looking into the backgrounds the philosophies the why the the um ideas you know the energetic centers I got um very familiar with the chakra system um and started using it um to uh I'm supposed to, apparently, you know, we're supposed to use, uh, avoid the use of the word healing, you know, because we're not doctors. (laughs) Um, But I I started using it to work with myself, to do as much healing as I could within myself, you know. And so the, the chakra system was a scaffolding for me, you know, and I realized that I was feeling those energies anyway. I just didn't have a name for them at the time you know, so it, so there was those crossovers, those, those connections, the bridges, and it just kind of melded in, so my, my actual spirituality, the, the things that I practice, the, the things that I read and I utilize, it's very eclectic, it comes from a lot of places, but I feel like it's all the same thing.
0: So, what kind, also, sorry, I'm stretching my legs out because they're feeling weird um so what was your and you can be as vague as you want what was the practice that you've and and when i say vague obvious, it's not even because i think you want to protect yourself or something it's because you might not want to lead people on too much or something like that mm-hmm. but what was your uh Intuitive practice prior to yoga that you felt, or what was your feeling before that?
1: So, um, I feel like so I had some experiences very early on as a child that have clouded my memory before those, right? So, they're they're um, they were traumatic,
0: okay?
1: So, I'm not exactly sure when it started if it started after that or i was already there before that um but i felt a direct connection with source source talked to me showed me things i could feel and and it's not um i don't hear it out loud like i don't hear it with my ears i hear it inside
0: inside. just in case anyone's listening we don't hear voices there are no voices
1: yeah, there's not a voice. Um not to say that there never will be one. I don't Yes, know. I was just being silly.
0: Uh, you're allowed to hear voices. It's okay. Even if they come out of burning bushes. It's all allowed.
1: Yeah, it's allowed. Totally allowed. But uh yeah, so I it's a uh, it's feelings that come up from inside. Um sometimes I'll be the one that puts them into words. Sometimes I can't put them into words. Um it's just a felt feeling so there was that but then i was also raised um evangelical christian um and somewhat fundamentalist christian um so we have some here in the mountains some really really old denominations of christianity and lots of them (laughs) lots of them there's churches there's one two three four five churches probably Within two miles of me. That's right now,
0: that's pretty city. intense, mm-hmm. and it doesn't seem like that much to some people who live in bigger cities because of the population density. But if they knew how few people are out there, then that's a lot of churches.
1: Yeah, in my hometown, there's fifteen hundred people right now. In the entire county where I live, twenty thousand.
0: Jeez. it's mm-hmm. not a lot of people.
1: Not a lot of people.
0: No, but. Okay. So you were talking about being raised Christian is, would you, when you were being taught things about one version of God, and then you were directly talking to something, did you feel that they were the same person and that someone was misinterpreting it? Or did you feel like the, and this is obviously a strange like question, but it's something I've felt the duality of, um, By the way, I'm not like throwing my voice and coughing. That's my son. He's, yeah, he's somehow, somehow he's sick. And I'm hoping I don't get it because with all the stuff I already have, if I get it now, it's, it's going to be unpleasant for everyone. I'm, do, you, do your kids ever get sick all together, like three at a time?
1: Not all together, no. That sounds how... It it's stair steps. Okay. <laughs> or it bounces like a bouncy ball
0: ding, 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 all over <laughs> yeah. i can't imagine three six sanders yeah I, I would cry but anyway moving along to the more important things that of crying over sick children actually okay speaking of which so when you were speaking when you were being taught about god and then obviously inferring or interacting with it yourself, did you feel that the people were misinformed, who were telling you contrary views to your personal experience, or did you feel like they were talking about someone else?
1: so i I got really confused as a kid. Okay. Like I got frightened, like to the bone, like, and it really it's something that I still have to work with that to reverse. I have, because I'll get into that part of my brain that's still scared like that. Um, because the being that I was talking with loved me, right? Unconditionally, you know, wanted me to be here, wanted me to feel loved and supported, you know, um, cared for me and I could feel it with everything. But the God that I was being taught about was the God of hellfire and brimstone. That if you did not follow these commandments just so, you were going to burn in the lake of fire for eternity. That this God created you. And then if you did not accept this one man named Jesus, and you didn't follow this set of laws, you know, and then it would go back and forth to like, okay, you've got to follow these 10 commandments from the Old Testament, but Jesus died on the cross to save you from your sins and the Old Testament is irrelevant now. But no, if you don't follow those 10 commandments from the Old Testament, you're not really saved. You did not really accept Jesus. So you're not really saved. And there was always the question of, are you saved? Are you not saved? Are you saved in the right church? You might be saved in the Baptist church, but if you're a church of Christ, you're not going to heaven unless you're saved in the church of Christ. You know, and it it was this God that I was being told of this God that created me with these natural propensities or allowed these to come forward, Um, being that God is omniscient, omnipotent, all of those things allowed it just so in the chance that I could not overcome my human nature, this god could burn me in a lake of fire for eternity and watch me suffer but he feels really bad for that but it's all my fault
0: i have to tell you that did not
1: coincide with the god i was talking to
0: wait did you notice when you said the that sentence the thing lagged out Mm -mm. that was creepy like when you said that God wants me to burn and fire and brimstone or whatever you just said, it lagged out and slowed down. I was like, Oh, they're here. They can hear us (laughs) because it's true. It's so, I'm not even, this is a common occurrence that I've noticed whenever there's like a, I know, sadly, I know too many people who record podcasts and I know too many people who are spiritual teachers And whenever they're doing something and they say something too controversial or too energetically loaded, the stream gets all messed up. And I'm like, we broke the TikTok now. The TikTok (laughs) demons are coming. But so do you think those are, and this is, again, I'm not saying this is what you believe, obviously, but there is that aspect of Christianity, the Gnostic aspect that, that implies that there are in fact, not two gods, but uh, some kind of lesser crazy being, and then the larger loving one. Do you think that could be a potential dynamic that's at play or do you not? Do you think that it's just human uh, miscommunication of uh, our actual authority figure or our parent? I don't um, know. You know, I
1: mean, I don't, um discount that it's possible do i care one way or another no
0: okay
1: um uh i think that those stories those thoughts are very useful and as useful as any other so sure yeah there there could be created beings you know on multiple levels that are you know have some strings you know attached to whatever um but it it really it doesn't matter to me because the all is all that there is right even all the all
0: So when you say, I guess, to ask the converse of that statement, what does matter to you at this point in life, like where I'm interacting with you, obviously, we have, you must have some records of what you wanted earlier on in life and how things were then. And we've talked about it. And hopefully we get to do like 10, 20, 30 of these. And then we tell the story long form. But right now where you're at, what is important to you? like as a person but outside of that like obviously like sorry. no you're good do you need water uh do you do you have personal goals at this point or is it more of how does how do you direct yourself now that you have all these opi- not opinions but you have a different understanding of source and what life is about
1: So do you mean spiritual goals
0: or? Well, I mean, I mean, what's driving you forward right now on the daily? Because we talked last time about how there was a point where you didn't want to go forward. Mm -hmm. So now that you do want to go forward, what is the like some people wake up like I honestly right now, sometimes people are like, oh, so are you trying to like grow your meditation class? Are you trying to do this? Are you trying to do that? And I don't really have specific individual goals anymore. It's more of a general like trying to just be better at everything I'm already doing Mm -hmm. and just deepening instead of expanding. But I'm wondering if you have what direction you're going in now, since you seem like you have a crystallized sense of like your, your idea of who you are or what the universe is, is a little more well-formed than someone who's 18 or 19. Some of them, I'm not saying anything. No, no one be offended, please. But, uh, yeah. So where, and you can share as much or as little as you want about it, obviously. Mm
1: -hmm. Well, I mean, I have ideas. Sure. Would I say that they're crystal? No. Um, I hope that they're I hope that as I have more experiences, as I talk to more people, as I read more things, that my mind is open enough to change its belief. Um, So I hope it's fluid. Um, But I do have what I feel are confirmations of certain ways that things work, you know, Um, which is good. Um, It gives stability. Um, I, I think I'm more like you in terms of what I hope for myself. You know, I still, um, I want to be the best person that I can be in this, in this incarnation, in this configuration. And what does that mean? You know, confronting myself over and over and over again, and it comes off in layers and layers and layers, and some of it won't come off. Some of it I'll have to deal with over and over and over again. I just learn how to deal with it better. You know, my, and there are times when I wish that I didn't have to go forward. You know, there are still those times. They still come up, you know. um, So I'm not looking for any magic future. Um, what I know is that I'm a parent, you know, and I also impact people who come into contact with me in one form or another. We can't help but do that. And as I am interacting with their energy and their energy is interacting with mine, my hope is that I offer them something worthwhile, regardless of whatever shape that comes to them from, you know, um, so the best thing that I can do is understand myself, work on myself, understand myself, forgive myself, develop myself, um, so that I can be of a better service to others, so that I can show up, you know, the idea of the true will which is beyond the ego, but still has desires for this lifetime, you know, coming into an understanding of what that perhaps might be.
0: Could you expand a little bit on that on true will? Cause I'm not even, maybe I haven't, it sounds like very, like an, like something very exciting for someone to hear that there's a way to want stuff that isn't from your ego. Like if, if someone was, that sounds like the closest thing to transcending humanity while still being in your body to want something that isn't selfish, Mm -hmm. but it seems to, so how does that work or.
1: I wouldn't even say that. (laughs) I mean, we ourselves, what is selfish?
0: Yeah, if everything is the all, then
1: yeah, now there are so ego. I'm a writer and I'm a yoga teacher. Ego, we have to have ego. Ego is not bad, like, we don't need to be bashing ego. Ego is here to keep us safe to a certain degree, to keep us in identity to keep us grounded um when we over rely on ego and we put too much importance on it that's when it gets out of hand ego can also um look a lot like our shadow you know those little bits that we're ashamed of but really those two things are kind of different but anyway so. For me, yoga teacher and a writer, let's say I am dead set on being the best yoga teacher in the county or being the best yoga teacher in Kentucky, and that is my goal, and that's what drives me every day, you know, to be known as that, to be labeled as that, that would be coming from ego, right? That would be something that feeds this identity self. Okay okay the true will more comes from our spirit like why is this configuration here okay what purpose does it have for being here right now and what plays out because of that so um and and this is where things get really eclectic for me and where sometimes you know, my understanding of things is multi-layered. So I jump around. <laughs> so the idea of, if you've heard of Philema, the spiritual practice or whatever you wanna call it, some people will call it a religion, Aleister Crowley. So he has the two laws, all right? And the first one is do what thou wilt
0: can I can I just say something before we go forward? Yeah. I'm I'm tr- reacting very like calmly to this, but the fact that there's a a non-outwardly evil seeming female identifying <laughs> practitioner of anything Alistair <laughs> really <probably laughs> has ever said. I'm just I'm like, wait a minute, is she about to pull out an athame and a lamb? what's about to happen. Oh, like is no. there is there something what's gonna happen? I'm
1: gonna pull out this. This but, is my fly What?
0: Okay, see that's but that's a side of him that other people <laughs> like that isn't really it's not really explored. It's he's like the known as the most evil man in history, but not like the
1: that's the gimmick
0: part yeah and it's it makes sense he needed money they needed money so and but they did a questionable have, person yeah they had some but weird we parties are. yes <laughs> yeah. but anyway continue please
1: but anyway, yeah, yes so the two laws the two laws so do you want that will that is the whole of the law that's all and when he says will what is that will it doesn't mean do whatever you want and piss on huh. everybody
0: huh that's He's funny. talking
1: about the true will. So you are to practice in such a way that you can come to understand what that true will is. You
0: just blew my mind. I'm completely because that just changed that whole quote or that whole the ethos, and that's also what modern day Satanism is based on like the Anton LaVey stuff, the satanic Bible. And I'm like, or Anton LaVey. I don't know. And it's weird that if you just have a deeper understanding of spirit of your own spirit, then you know that what you will, obviously at a low energy level, what you're willing isn't even what you're willing. So that sentence doesn't apply to you. And it's funny, this is my first time consuming that sentence as this version of me. And so it's funny that you're telling me and I'm like, wait, Alistair Crowley isn't evil. What, why is Kelly saying nice things about him? Oh yeah. He said to do your highest best will. Oh yeah. It's just weird. Like you can reframe him into like a, a positive mindset person in this way. Like it's, it's bizarre. Like he's basically Neville Goddard. They're the same guy, but one is like, I don't know. It's just weird. Please continue. There's,
1: there's personas, you know, he had a whole persona. And I'm not saying that there weren't parts of him that may have been evil, you know, but did we throw away the whole, the baby with the bathwater?
0: You had you to know? say it, didn't you? You had, you had to. to. It, yeah. I
1: mean, I don't say that. But and you're,
0: like, and is you're just, is, right? and you have a small, tiny smirk on your face. It's not alarming at all. Not even slightly. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Okay. So moving on yeah
1: so yeah you're right, so the true will the true will, if it is your true will, it is not to harm anyone else. It the true will won't harm you it won't put you in harmful situations it won't harm anyone else. purposefully. Right, Um. so the second law, then, is so do what thou will, that is the whole of the law love is the law love above will oh no people leave out that part
0: yeah definitely i've never heard that part yeah
1: love is the law love above will
0: yeah and and it's it's interesting that it all comes back to that like And it's not like some, it's not some version of the word love. Like it's not compassion, empathy. It's just pure love. That's all it is. And it's, and it's very strange that like, you can tell where we are very well designed because if you give a human love in the proper sense, they thrive and they are able to do extraordinary, great things. But we try to give ourselves so much else besides that. That it's like it's the wrong fuel for the right vessel. Like we are a well-designed biological spiritual being that's capable of these big things. But the fuel we give ourselves is like the opposite of love. What I like, kind of like, maybe. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, the ego, for example, is very scared. The ego communicates with you through fears. If I could only do this then this would never happen you know so if it's coming from a fear-based place if it feels scary if it feels icky if it feels like that then you know you're not talking with your higher self you're talking with ego ego speaks in the language of fear true will speaks more in the language of intuition but not like that so there's a difference too then between fear intuitions which is just fear and true intuition which is not related to fear which is the language of love
0: so with when you're specifying all these different kinds of into or these nuances to it this means that like let's say i'm just saying someone who like is closer to you but it could be even someone who's like in arizona and like a guy and is. 15 or 35 whatever just someone who's not related to what you're saying in any way or um, how, how does someone start how do you like unless you hear this so when they hear this they're like oh I do think I'm talking to my ego all the time because I'm always scared of trying new things of quitting this job of being in a better relationship, being in a worse relationship, being nice to my kid, not being like being strict with my kid, whatever thing is happening. How does how does someone start not talking to that? How do you quiet it down?
1: It's really hard. I'm gonna be completely honest. It's not ever gonna to totally go away. It It helps us, okay? So there are times when it is useful when that real base reaction is useful to our human bodies and keeps us alive. Keeps us safe, so we don't want to obliterate it unless we want to not function in normal society. But we want to learn to identify the different voices. That these things take on and one way to do that is to understand yourself to understand what part of you is speaking to you in any given moment and to unpack where that comes from so you you hear the term it's a trend word now shadow work it comes from carl Jung, um but that is what folks need to get really deep into confronting what made you, you, you know, from the time you're a baby, you're like a sponge, you've got all these inputs, 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 Mm -hmm. you know, and then eventually your brain matures, right, and kind of gets into this pattern and your body um, tries to maintain homeostasis. Tries to keep itself safe, tries to predict, your brain is constantly predicting the future to keep you safe, and it does that based upon your past, not what is necessarily right in your moment true, but what was true before. So you're taking your past and you're trying to predict the future, but you're right here in the middle in the present. You know, so unpacking where this stuff is coming from, you know, and, and, and I uh, kind of detail it in my book, the process that I go through for myself, and it's ongoing. It's never going to be over. It's something I'm going to have to keep doing and doing and doing as long as I'm alive. Um, but the way that I found it easiest is the chakra system. But there are also other, scaffoldings that are very similar that you can use that would help you unpack these things. But I find that the chakra system is really um, accessible, easy to understand quickly. And so going from the lower triangle to the upper triangle and asking questions and telling my story back to myself because it's just a story You know, you can rewrite your story to a certain extent within your own head. You can um, explain your story. You can, like, I even um, at one point in time, you know, had to ask people, tell me about this thing. I want to hear it from your words and not mine. You know, so I went to a pretty far degree to try to understand what happened to me. And then from there, I was able to understand why I react to certain things the way that, that I do.
0: So so, I get, so what you're describing is introspection or looking at yourself. Mm-hmm. So when was the first time you can remember doing that? that? Well, the earliest, one of your earliest memories.
1: So I can't remember ever not doing it. Okay. So, um,
0: though you did I describe. Will... Sorry, sorry, my bad. No, go ahead. I'm too excited. Uh, you described the thing with the moon where you were looking at the moon, and that sounded like the same thing, like an interaction, like that. So what? How old were you then?
1: Um, that I was probably like eleven or twelve. Yeah, but it happened even earlier than that. Um, And I will say that the younger I was, the more dysfunctional it was because I was very confused by the inputs um, and what was true and what was not. um, What was real and what was not um, real deep confusion. so it, it wasn't as functional. It was more self-protective, it, it, um, but then as an adult, when I got to that point that I was telling you about the last time we talked where I really did not want to live, you know, and I had come to a different understanding of death prior to that. So me not wanting to live was a very serious thing. <laughs>
0: because I was not afraid of death and uh, oh I just understood what you mean I didn't know where you were at before then so I assumed you didn't know but it's weird to know that you knew certain things and were still willing to go ahead with yeah that's it's a very that's a bold decision Mm -hmm. yeah
1: it was it was not um I'm not going to put any sort of judgment on the decision, but I know that the decision to not be here was coming from a very, very fearful place and a place of a deep, deep wound.
0: Yes. I was, it sounds almost like at this, I'm not saying that you have anything in common with this person, but it sounds like almost like satanic rebellion almost you know what I mean like like the fact that there's like a stubbornness in there where like you're you're like so you're gonna defy the very nature of reality that's put you there you're like no I'm not like I'm changing the painting you're not the artist anymore I am and then you decide to change the whole narrative that's being put because you're you're not really trying to by not continuing, you're not just not continuing, all the atoms and reality around you has to shift. So it's like, I don't know. I That's why I'm not even sure if, and this is going to sound obviously weird. I don't know how much choice anyone has in certain things because it seems like so much has to rearrange for anything to go through that I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know. Sorry. No. I... You say all, there's so many rabbit holes. I don't know which one to go down. I can't even, but please continue.
1: Yeah, so the only way that I could reconcile staying here and really not wanting to <laughs> is to try to figure out why. Like really understand why. To understand what was making me feel that way, what was making me react in certain ways, what was patterning my life. Um, And then to try to break those patterns, try to not pass them on to anyone else, try to not let those patterns affect anyone. You know, if I can help it, there'll be sometimes we can't help it. Um, And then at that point, you just trust, you know, you are interacting with this person in this way. There's a reason there. Um, But to the degree that I can find healing, to the degree that I can find understanding, I can unpattern certain things and perhaps find a way to help others, you know, and not be just this person who's acting from this fear place, this ego place, this place of wound. Um, But to actually come into the fullest capacity of these atoms that are mashed together (laughs) in this configuration right now, Um, because we are part of source, we are a manifestation of source, we are one of the facets of source, you know, and if I understand that, then I know I have access to the bigger picture to a degree, you know. so what does that look like for me? You know, can I get interested in that enough that it makes me curious enough to want to stay here? And um, I've always been a very empathetic person. I've always had a love for humanity. You know, dark, dark people, dark things, they don't, they don't make me not care. <laughs> um, And so I've always been someone who wanted to be a helper in some way or another or an artist. Um, But in the degree that I can do that from a place that helps other people feel empowered to understand themselves, you know, I I want to do that.
0: No, it's, it's just, it's interesting. I feel like this is, It's like, I don't know, now that I've heard a few passages from your book, I kind of understand, it's like a, I don't know, I understand what's, I don't understand your process, but I understand what, where it's come from, at least. And it's like, it seems like a lot of people hearing this might be helpful and knowing that the process is not, it's not neat and clean it's not easy to understand and I guess an easy way to start is just to be aware of the fact that the process exists and you can think about yourself and understand why better Mm -hmm. but I was gonna say this is this is a strange divergence from our deeply our deep stuff right now but How do you feel about? Okay, so obviously we've talked about aliens, gene shorted, satans, all sorts of things, but do you think that there's something odd about the fact that since the let's just say the 1500s there have been sightings of things in the sky and relatively the same to what they're seeing now, like almost identical, and There have been videos since the, since video started pretty much of these things, strange objects. I'm, I'm starting to think that now that mainstream media is covering it and it's becoming part of our zeitgeist, like kids in school hear about it. It's a normal thing. Do you think that there's a spiritual connection to the fact that we, there might be like a there's this guy who used to work for the government and it's like, and I think he still does. He works for space force. Now he's called Luis Elizondo. And I think it's him or maybe the Stanford professor who still works for Stanford. So he's not like some crazy person who got kicked out. Uh, His name is Gary Nolan. Uh, Dr. Gary Nolan. Um, he, He, they call it a shadow biosphere and imply that they're like, the food chain or the biological hierarchy of Earth isn't what it seems with humans on top. And I feel like, I guess, how do you feel about that? Would you be surprised that if you found out that there were biological beings that were like trolling around on Earth that you didn't know about or that we don't publicly acknowledge?
1: No, I wouldn't be surprised.
0: And then do you think that the increase in the like talking about it, do you think that that means something or do you think it's just a coincidence and a product of like social media and marketing stuff? Or do you mean
1: both? I mean, it can.
0: True. Why do you always do that? You're always, you're you're good at that. Uh, I'm like, is it this or is it that? And you're like, can it be both? I'm like, yes, it can. But yes, you're right.
1: Um, and we could say that the increase of uh, us talking about it in and of itself increases the likelihood that it is so, because we're writing the story. There's also that theory.
0: So then, okay. And is yeah. it possible? Is it possible that they are writing us into their story by talking about us? sure because it would because so i'm so where do you okay and i'm getting more like we're just reaching now Mm -hmm. so there are the things that allegedly the u.s government says sometimes things crash from vehicles that are not from earth Mm -hmm. but then there's also reports which are now like they're This isn't like, I guess it it was conspiracy theory maybe a long time ago, but now because of these people having medical issues caused by their encounters, it's all like public information and it's extreme HIPAA violation, but I think that's how it got out because someone violated HIPAA and released like the strange information about these UAP encounters causing different types of cancer in people. But, but anyway, I'm just, There are a bunch of these unidentified phenomenon and other things that seem to not be made of physical material, like their energy and they go through like a nuclear silo or they'll fly through a plane. So then that also makes the government and other people who are involved in the subject say, like, oh, yeah, it's multiple things happening at once. So then that implies that the things that we think about and and that govern our day aren't really important, like they can be important, but if if on the higher levels there are literally advanced civilizations and creatures made of plasma flying around, going through people, giving them cancer, or other illnesses, I'm not saying that they're doing that on purpose, but it's just like it seems like we're missing some kind of point, and I can't tell what we're missing, but it seems like there like it seems like a strange existence to live where you and i are aware of TikTok, tock but we're not aware of the things that are like going that are like flying in and out of the ocean for some reason like space whales or i don't know what what do you think is going on
1: um i could tell you what i think is going on i'd be making it up Um.
0: It's and okay it, to make stuff up.
1: Oh yeah, it is, and, and we would be reaching. You know, my question. It's fun to do. It's fun to think about. It's um, interesting. Um, my question is: To what purpose? Um, what 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 will we, what are we going to do with that? What do we want to do with that? Um, we can think about a lot of these really huge things like that i mean it's silly to think that we're alone in the entire universe to me that's just silly <laughs> you know like no sure I, I aliens agree. sure there are um you know there there are creatures here that we've never found yet um to think that we're the only sentient living things is, kind of silly um but what to do with that information when when we don't have the deeper understanding of our own selves
0: i see what you're saying i guess i was okay if you if you were i guess it's my it's a personal request like a, like a selfish one since you spend time meditating and interacting with space fairies and the other things that you do i i would wonder if you like would would think about this more and wonder and i'm wondering why so many people who are deeply into the like new age spirituality or even obviously not new age but i guess commoditizing different parts of like mystic religions and making it your own is kind of new age i don't know but they're always talking about it like it's a subject that's almost like as though the things that are flying that technology or the invisible energy globs are somehow maybe our creators or are like angels of some type some type of benevolent race or some people are like oh well they like you know the ancient astronaut theory all that stuff so it's uh, I wonder do you think do you think it's like a way to find comfort because the true path to find where we're from is much harder so it's easier to imagine that it's flying around in a spaceship
1: perhaps I mean, it's the same, same reason that the oral tradition that became the Bible became the Bible. Um, The muddled, there's truth there, you know, the muddled almost, I mean, you can read the Bible, even the New Testament and make it mean pretty much whatever you want it to mean.
0: Hey, Um, wait, are you saying Jesus didn't write the Bible while he was alive by hand? right wait i didn't i've been meeting people who literally didn't don't know this oh wow like or they think that it was compiled like like a month after he died yeah like like oh yeah jesus just dropped the bible if only it had come out before he died like no that's it didn't i'm do you know who started calling him the christ you know how this happened? I really, I asked someone who works at a church the other day. She didn't know. It was very awkward. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, but I asked for my own. Like I was like, I could Google this, but you know, let me be a human being and ask another human. And I got no answer. I'm like, wait, but you say it all the time. It's in all the prayers. It's in all these things. I guess Christ isn't in a lot of prayers. The word. I don't think so. Yeah, it's not in any
1: it doesn't feel like it is, but I mean, there were multiple people claiming the exact same thing alive when he was alive. Some of them just as infamous in terms of the way that they aggravated people, you know, and, and mustered up the government. Um, so it, it was a thing. Yes. (laughs) When he was alive. Um, yeah. So, I mean, and, and back to your, your point of that, it's, we try to understand things in a macrocosm. And I think part of it is the avoidance of our microcosm of what is inside of us being so. I find that a lot of folks have an aversion to confront confronting what is inside.
0: No, that's so true. That's. As soon as, as soon as you said it, I was like, of course, that's why aliens and Jesus and Buddha being best friends are is more interesting to talk about than why I was stressed this morning at Xander. Right? Like it's so it's way easier to be like, oh yeah, was it wasn't. I are, think.
1: You no, know, I think now we are somewhat we've got a uh disconnect between our culture now and a lot of these stories I think that people in, in the older times that grew up with oral traditions, that grew up with storytelling understood allegory understood that this is a story that tells the story of us of the bigger us you know to me it doesn't matter Okay, aliens are the angels. Fine, great. No, angels are angels. Great. I could care less either way. It doesn't.
0: For, I, some, I said, yeah. <laughs> for some reason. For some reason, since you sent me the one, uh is it is it appalachia or appalachia? App, how do you say it? How do you say we
1: could it? do a whole
0: three hours? How do you that? say it?
1: i say appalachia
0: okay so i saw all the appalachian memes and all these people talking and now whenever you say something i'm like yeah i get this i get those memes because you're like aliens i don't care what like it's okay <laughs> angels whatever godzilla it's fine mm-hmm. like it's fine. i don't know it's
1: when it comes to me and i'm holding it in my hands, and i'm like this oh that's things really cool now i know
0: otherwise okay.
1: i'm going to work on what i can work on and what i can you know touch at right yeah and these wild and beautiful things will happen to me and they'll confirm to me that there's something bigger that there's something really cool out there and i don't even know if i want to try to explain it because it's so awesome to encounter it you know like. When when was it? It was before the flood, so um, my time from the pandemic through the flood is kind of skewed, but I would go walking every day sometime during the pandemic when we were all not as social, and I would walk four miles every day, and I had the same route, and I went to the park, and there's this older man with really long hair, salt and pepper hair, really long beard, salt and pepper beard. And he was running the track around the park and I would cut through the park and get on another track and walk. And he was running and it happened where we would sink up, right? And I would walk past him and he would run past me. Well, that happened. And he looked me stone cold dead in the eye from the time he got close enough that I would notice, right? all the way i mean dead in the eye and it felt really strange i'm like wow this is intense and really weird and i'm like i just gotta keep walking not change my gait, not do anything you know and i'm gonna look him right back in the eye and so i did um and i came back and he was gone after my walk then it was maybe two or three days later i was walking he was there again same clothes like the exact same clothes everything the same this time it synced up the same way he looked me in the eye i looked at him this time i'm like i'm gonna turn around like i'm gonna try to get him to say something you know And so he passed me. I turn around, he's gone.
0: Oh my God. Oh my God.
1: There was literally nowhere he could
0: go.
1: Unless he ran and jumped in the river and sank to the water. I am
0: having a panic attack right now. I don't, you know what this is crazy. That's so weird.
1: Yeah, he was gone. There was no car moving. There was no place he could have ran and hid really fast. I mean, and that would have been weird anyway, <laughs> even if he did do that, but he was straight up gone.
0: What? And,
1: um, you know, so things like that happen to me. And I know they happen to other people, too. They just don't talk about them.
0: I'm going to so, literally <coughs> what are is in those mountains like what is going on there like what is actually is there like a government facility underground like should
1: there might be there's a lot of uh tunnels underground here
0: is that where the gremlins live the goblin things do you know about that oh yeah you're from kentucky you know (laughs) about the hopkinsville that the
1: oh that's out west yeah Mm -hmm
0: so you're east kentucky right east but that doesn't mean that the goblins couldn't use the mine shafts to get from east to west
1: well they wouldn't be able to go all the way
0: well they'd surface at some point and then well, yeah, eat some they, babies they, and they, run away
1: dug out more i don't know <laughs> i mean there's there's a lot of things
0: there's because have you because they're okay i know you you're a very busy person so you don't have much time so i'll catch you up yeah,
1: i'm gonna have to go here in a
0: second yes i'm gonna catch you up fast on this there's a documentary called hellier
1: i've seen it
0: yeah okay of course you have
1: and it's right yes. down the road from me
0: it's right down the road from you of course it is so i feel like there's obviously some level of sorry i'm just i'm not why am i surprised i should just be like yeah i, sh- I should i anyway I thought that that was obviously exaggerated to a great degree for a tele like for programming sake but I feel like stuff like that does happen
1: it does happen
0: and when it happens the people who it happens to are made to feel insane or don't talk about it or just I really I'm glad that you're sharing stories like that because I think even like this time in Pakistan, I'll, I'll be quick. When I was with my, uh, my sister and her husband, we're sitting with my parents and they were talking at night and my mom was telling a story about a family, a family member whose husband was allegedly like possessed by something or dealing with some negative energies. And in, within the neighborhood, people saw him jumping from building to building like from house to house, rooftop to rooftop. And they were afraid of him. So they locked their doors at night. And they said this so seriously that I was like, Jesus, like what? This is normal life for some people, like for that neighborhood, they were terrorized by that person's bad energy. And allegedly he was jumping from roof to roof, like parkour style as an old man, which doesn't make any sense. And just like you said, the old guy who was, running the track vanished in a way that like much like a UAP would disappear. And if we don't acknowledge that, that it happened, then, then what are we even, this is even like, this is important for people to know, even if the story is about someone doing something bad to you and suddenly they're gone and no one believes you, you have to tell the story anyway, because there's value in like in this. Like I'm so glad you said that.
1: I grew up um, in a culture where these stories are told. Um, I grew up with these stories. Everyone, almost everyone, if you ask them, will have a story in a similar con- in a similar vein. Um, so our culture is pretty accepting of these sorts of stories. You're not crazy because it's uh, happened. <laughs> um,
0: but before you go i just have to tell you this archetype that came up in my head for you an appalachian mother goose like the storytelling one you know uh-huh. but like kind of more like mountainy wednesday adams-ish like dark but still mother like is. yeah like that would be like your next like you could have like i'm just i'm just brainstorming here like a like fairy tales but from the the mountains so they're kind of like terrifying like gene shorted satan terrorizing a six-year-old that would be a picture book that i would buy for my child like i'm just saying
1: i was a little older i was in the seventh grade
0: oh yeah that was when you were in the that's even worse he's Well, thank you for today. Yes, thank I, have, you. I have a question. Okay. What is, so for, since we're keeping track of your life, basically, like we're aliens or something, what are, what's one thing you're doing today? Or what's the next? What's part of your day today? The rest of it the from next? this point onward.
1: Okay. Um, so right after we're done talking, I already have it queued up. I'm going to wait lift, uh, for about an hour. Then I pick up the kids from school and feed us all. Then I go teach um, some yoga. Um, So that's most of my day going forward.
0: Have a be we be posting a lot Mm
1: -hmm. on the. Well, I post um, once a day on Instagram.
0: Well, that's a lot for some. Some people can't. I'm trying. I was. I was just being positive. I wasn't accusing you of posting too much. Sorry um I was just telling you that's part of my day and but as a guilty treat to myself what is for lunch I don't know yet do you just plan like on the fly
1: sometimes um but I have a really uh strict diet
0: I know so what do you are you cooking for them or yourself or everyone eats the same thing no i need to learn the ways of cooking for children i cook for xander but it's always a harrowing experience and then he's enjoying the meal and i'm like laying in the kitchen with things in my eyes i don't know so yeah but anyway yes we'll discuss more important things and i have to talk to you about the tattoo on your chest but i know we don't have time so oh
1: um I don't talk a lot about my tattoos, but I'll I'll tell I'll, in this context, since we're talking a lot about other things, I, I will. Um, my tattoos all tell a story, tell a story from my life. And so I have a condition called postural orthota- orthostatic tachycardia syndrome, POTS, for short. Um, and it's an autonomic nervous system condition, which affects the electrical system of the heart um, the blood vessels, a lot of things, the brain, um, a lot of systems. <laughs> but um, when I got it, I also do Reiki. Um, so when I was diagnosed with pot shortly after, I got, you may be able to still make it out, what is the choku ray um, from Reiki, the symbol as a protection symbol over my chest space. Um, but then as time went on, I realized that I needed something else there and so I got the and it goes down um but I got the this symbol um which is the album cover of Jesus Christ Superstar the rock opera
0: this is this is the best story I've ever heard for a chest tattoo it's perfect it makes sense but why did but the Reiki thing isn't covered up
1: not completely
0: no. Is that the intention? Mm-hmm. Okay. And that's like, and I think this is important for like because we're dealing with like energy stuff and people don't believe you can make mistakes or change things. So do you feel like you wanted to like change the symbol because you identified with having it as protection less? Or do you feel like it's not the right type of symbol to put on your skin?
1: no i'm totally cool with it i just wanted to add the the rest of it <laughs> because the that rock opera has been part of my life from the very beginning um and it tells a story in a different way it tells a story of the christ jesus the man in a different way that um or i should say the story of Jesus and Judas in a way that I feel is more real. Um and it's all a very integral part of my life from the very beginning, the actual rock opera.
0: I've never seen it or like consumed it in any way and I feel like I must so I can talk to you next it's
1: time. It's beautiful. Um I would suggest that you watch all, um the original 1970s movie. Okay. So, version first and then you can watch the new one with John Legend as Jesus.
0: I didn't know there was there was a new one.
1: Yeah. yeah. It was recent. Um, 2019 maybe.
0: That was 3 years ago, buddy. Yeah. That was where it was new compared to Yeah, today. I I'm just messing with you cuz like <laughs> it seems like with pre-covid, we just like everything oh yeah, those recently 2019. Because that's the last year anything that's came last, out.
1: No, <laughs> that was the last time anything made sense.
0: Honestly, like, I don't even know how it's 2023. Oh. But, but anyway, thank you for today. Yeah, we we did two. And now I, I like this frequency too. I think the next one we do will be from Pakistan or some other weird place, but I'll, oh, it'll okay. still be at the same time. So. Oh, cool. All right. Yeah. Work. uh yes i'm gonna press oh yeah stop recording then it's gonna say stop recording in a scary voice